In this episode of the Oakland Asian Mom Podcast, we talk to a Korean-American mother, Susie, and her teenage Korean-Chinese daughter, Sierra, who are from the Fruitvale, about their relationship over the years and how their fiery dynamic has led to much love, appreciation, and admiration. For all us mothers who have young kids and wonder, what will our relationship look like in the near future? This is a sweet conversation that gives us some foreshadowing of what may come. Thanks for joining us. You are listening to the Oakland Asian Mom Podcast. Well, welcome Susie and Sierra to our show. We're so glad to have you. <laughs> Thank you. We're happy to be here. And um, well, Sarah and I are so excited because this is the first time we're having a mother and duo join us on our podcast. So it's very special. You know, we did have your mom. That's true. But it was a little different. It's a little different. Yeah, it was focused on her. And this one is focused on both Susie and Sierra. Oh, thank you for pointing that. I forgot my mom. That's terrible. (laughs) Sorry, mom. (laughs) She does listen to our podcast, so I have Uh to apologize. (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to start off with some questions. And today we really want to explore your relationship uh, between you two. Um, Sierra's a, a teenager, so you've had a lot of years under your belt as being mother and daughter, right? So, Our first question is, if you had to describe your mom, Sierra, or your daughter, Susie, um, in three words, what would they be? And just to give our listeners a context, uh, Susie is our our mom here, and Sierra is the daughter. Um, I think there's a lot of ways to describe our relationship, but I think definitely the three that come to mind first is like fiery, um, just because we do get into a lot of fights <laughs> sometimes, but I think it's it's very <laughs> fiery, but then it's also um, very quick, and they're not very, like, prolonged, like, fights, mm-hmm. they're just, like, short squabbles, mm-hmm. um, but they happen pretty often, <laughs> so. So, wait, are you, Asir, are you calling your mom fiery or your relationship fiery? I think fiery okay so that there makes you go. a relationship fiery mm-hmm. yeah okay definitely. especially last few months huh yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. we got into a short disagreement just before we started <laughs> <laughs> case in point <laughs> yes. uh, do you have any more words do you want to add two more words or you're yeah. good with fiery um i think something else i was thinking of for sure is just like dependable like Mm -hmm. we always have each other to rely on Mm -hmm. um and always have like a relationship to go back to you know like regardless of anything that happens Mm -hmm. yeah um and then i think the third one is definitely playful and fun Mm -hmm. because we can like enjoy each other's company Mm -hmm. and we like doing a lot of different things together Mm -hmm. yeah nice Mm-hmm. Can I add a story here to just add evidence yes. to the fiery? Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So for our listeners, um, uh, a little tidbit about myself. This this is Cheryl. I lived actually with Susie and Sierra um, back in the early knots. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I was able to see Sierra when she was like maybe 
really little baby like walking. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember um, we were in the kitchen and there's this like little doorway into like the dining area playroom. And I was eating like dinner with your mom. And I think your brother was like strapped on a chair somewhere and you just got really mad. And um, there's these like little preschool chairs or like for little people. And she was like, didn't get her way. And Susie said, don't look at her, just ignore her. (laughs) But we were all like going to be like bursting up laughing. And you just like took this little preschool chair and just slammed it on the ground because you were mad. I go, Oh my God, this is like Jerry Springer. This is like Jerry Springer. And I was just eating my noodles. I'm like, Okay, don't look at her. Don't look at her. Don't look at her. Don't look at her. I'll convulsive laugh. I think I like threw it across the. I think I remember like at least part of it. I was well, probably like it happened three. more than once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it became, it was a habit. Yeah. It was like all in her body, all of that energy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I remember that happened on different occasions. <laughs> well, how about you, Susie? What three words you d- would you describe? Mm. Sierra, what would you use? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say connected. I think she and I are definitely connected. There's a lot of like similarities in terms of personality. I get her, um, why she is fiery. And I think she um, gets me in a lot of ways too. And, and I think probably fun too. Um, like I really enjoy time with Sierra. But yeah, to that third point of just changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, in the last few months, um, one day will be just fine, and another day will be just terrible. <laughs> just terrible. And I think we weathered the pandemic pretty okay together. Um, and but I want to say maybe around February, it was like, oh, that was a dicey day, and the next day will be just fine. We're just like hunky dory. And then the next day, or two days, or maybe three days, we'll just be like upset and then not talking for a while so it's just very up and down so Mm. the last few months have been i I don't know if i share this with you sarah but i told um (laughs) i told sarah and cheryl i don't know if we're gonna be able to record because i actually don't know if you're gonna be into talking with me because you were mad So, yeah, I had no idea if she would be in a calmer place to, you know, have me be able to even ask her whether she wanted to do this. So, yeah, it's definitely oh. you're, you're witnessing us in the middle of this change that we're experiencing. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Can, well, can I ask if you've yeah. ever gone through this kind of um, stage in your relationship, like when Sierra was in middle school or something like that? Or is it a new thing you're going through relationally? the the rough patch I think it's been more recently I don't know if like Mm -hmm. all the time we spent together during the pandemic made it worse Mm -hmm. I mean there's like kind of no way to say Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's been like as up and down as it has been like when I was in elementary school or middle school I don't think my personality was as developed either Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's pretty developed when you were like one verbally sparring every now and then no I think um we didn't have this kind of a rough patch before not that Mm -hmm. I did at all um but it might just be that she was um you know always a feisty personality but it's just affecting me more so maybe Mm -hmm. I'm just differently in a way that I wasn't before so yeah I might have to think about that some more but definitely I'm noticing Mm -hmm. it last few months yeah well upon reflection the way we know each other is because we're all neighbors here in the fruit vale and so if you think back of what was it like uh 
for Susie raising your kids here in Oakland and for Sierra, like what was it like growing up in Oakland in general or in our neighborhood? Um, what are the things that you enjoyed? What are the things were challenging? Um, I think like growing up in Oakland, we all lived in like a very communal like neighborhood. So like a lot of my best friends lived like maybe like two doors down, like down the block at the farthest. Um, so there's always people I could like rely on or uh, spend time with um, or just like hang out with all the time. So that was really nice. Mm-hmm. And then also like just being ha- able to have that like shared experience with other kids of like growing up in the Fruitvale area. Yeah. So it wasn't like just me and my brother like mm-hmm. going through that. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, when we sent you guys to think college now, you know, elementary yeah. school. Um, you guys were all like the one Asian girl, the one Asian boy, you know, and other kids were like yeah. the one representing mm-hmm. their particular ethnicity. So I think they all had a common experience of being the unique one at the school, but they all mm-hmm. share that together, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. that was kind of a way I think if we were just talking about a dinner tonight, it's not like they said, oh, I noticed that um, I was around, you know, all kids who are Latinx they would just say they didn't really notice it. Um, but looking back, of course, um, it was good to have that experience of being with other kids who are uniquely representing, you know, their different family of origin or yeah, their ethnic group. Yeah. yeah, I mean, definitely going to a majority like Latinx um, school, I was always like, I was made fun of for my food. Um, mm. like the first day I went to school or something. But I think after that, I actually made a lot of good friends and I never really felt um, like I was the odd one out. Like I mm. never about the fact that I was the only Asian girl yeah. in my entire grade because I had a lot of really good friends there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, even though we were really different, like from different like backgrounds and stuff, um, we were still able to like be really good friends and we would hang out after school. And so I never really felt like I was excluded from anything. Yeah. That teachers I, did yeah. a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I never really thought about the fact that I was the only Asian girl either. I think only like in middle school or like yeah. even like freshman year of high school was I like, oh, that was kind of like weird. Like I was the only Asian girl in my entire grade, you know? Yeah. 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 I think about um, my boys. The school has is a little bit more diverse because he does have uh, Vietnamese and Filipino friends. So maybe it's just uh, how the neighborhood has changed in some yeah. ways, you know? Yeah. 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 My my daughter is the only non-Latinx child in her class. So she, maybe she's the new Sierra. it's really warm to you know warms my heart to hear your stories and your reflections and in some ways um something that could have been really difficult you know to be Mm -hmm. the one um is is part of your journey you know yeah yeah it's more of a positive it sounds like it was a positive experience yeah 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 i'll just share this really quick is her second grade teacher called me the day that it happened, and he said, "I just when, wanted- my, when they made like fun of my food. oh yeah, yeah I'm sorry when they made fun of her food oh what's that that's stinky that's weird you know that kind of thing when she brought lunch 
I think it was just Korean food. Yeah, it was just like rice and like seaweed. <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah. I need to know what was in that lunch. I'm so yeah. curious. It's like it wasn't even kimchi, stinky, anything. It was just re- regular rice. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So, um, and he called and said, you know, I just wanted to let you know that this thing happened where she was teased and he was. And he said, this is what I did. I talked to the whole class. We had a class meeting. And um, he said, you know, and a lot of kids were very sorry. Not everyone who, you know, um, not everyone participated. Some came to Sierra's defense, too. Mm -hmm. So he did a really nice job of, like, having kids who were, you know, teasing, um, either apologize genuinely, like, later, or just kids sticking up for her in the class meeting saying, you know, we don't think your food is stinky. We don't think there's anything wrong with it. Your food is yummy. And Aww. you did such a nice job of that. And, yeah. You know, when Sierra talks about it, she can do it with laughter. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I needed that teacher when I was growing up because um, that's like an Asian rite of passage where you go to school <laughs> yeah. and like, you're like, oh my gosh, how come my food looks really different from everybody's? Yeah. Um, I definitely had that experience. Even my <laughs> container of what I put in there is like, I didn't have the cool, cute paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> no. Did your mom pack your lunch in like old yogurt? Plastic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the Filipino container, if Joyko, he's like a, a com, he's like, is like the cool whip container. I remember I saw him on Netflix. <laughs> yes, so it's like the cool whip that is your lunchbox. <laughs> Well, this is funny. I shared this with Cheryl, but, you know, sometimes I'll sort of like eavesdrop on class and what they're talking about because it's all on video right now. And when the teacher asks the kids like what their favorite food is, and this question comes up pretty often, every time several kids say sushi. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, we're talking a little bit about, um, you know, our cultural backgrounds um, and so for this is question for Susie, how have you and your husband incorporated both of your cultural backgrounds in raising your children? And now that you're older, is there anything that you would do differently? Mm-hmm. So Susie, you identify as Korean? Korean? Mm-hmm. I don't want Yeah. Yeah. Korean American. Yeah. And Lou is Chinese um, by uh, way of Vietnam. His family settled in Vietnam like three generations ago. Mm-hmm. And so when the Vietnam War broke out, they left in 1975 as part of the first wave. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so he's Chinese, um, but really family has pretty, you know, three generations of roots in Vietnam. So um, I think the way that he and I've done it is um, pretty, pretty much we've gone the way of doing a lot more on the Korean side because I think I identify more strongly yeah. mm-hmm. with um, my Korean American background, especially Mm -hmm. just way of food and culture. And so because of that, I think he's been like, sure. He feels like um, there were very few opportunities to Mm -hmm. actually have like um, family stories and um, family traditions kind of passed down, maybe because they were refugees, Mm -hmm. harder. But I think also, you know, just a lot of different variables. But one of them was that his parents worked a lot and he didn't really Yeah. <laughs> and so there wasn't as much opportunity. Um, I think for me, um, it, it's a very important part of who I am. So I think really a lot of it is food and traveling to Korea a couple of times. My dad lives in Korea right now. Oh, okay. okay. So we go back and visit him and, you know, and 
the kids really like it. And it doesn't hurt that Korean culture is just so pop. Pop culture? I, I guess it is like trendy? popular. Popular? It's kind of weird to say. It's but, really weird, yeah. Because yeah. I don't, that was not my experience growing up. But for her, for Sierra, um, I think it's, it's a fun thing, you know, to be. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of, I would say more food um, and different stories, um, Korean stories, and maybe just um, some traditions. Um, I think I could have always done more. Maybe, you know, that's a different question. But. I think there were some things that um, they identify with um, being Korean American and are very proud of, um, and they know they're Chinese American. But I don't know what you. I don't know if I'm saying yeah, that right. I think. I mean, I've definitely had conversations with my brother about this. About I feel. I think we both agree that we definitely, um, like, feel more connected to our Korean side of the family. Not a Korean side of the family, but just like our Korean heritage more than we do our Chinese slash Vietnamese. And I think like he's totally okay with like um, the fact that we identify more with like our Korean side. Yeah. Yeah. Sierra, is there anything kind of challenging about being, you know, both Korean and Chinese slash Vietnamese? Like has there been? Um, I don't think there's anything really challenging about being like multi-ethnic the way it is for some other people just because like one like korean and chinese culture are like pretty close to each other mm -hmm. they're not like mm -hmm. super different the way that like like white and black culture are very different from each other um and then also like the fact that my dad didn't really like identify with that yeah that is yeah. yeah yeah mm -hmm. do so you and your brother speak any Korean or understand it? No, mm -hmm. that's, I think that's the one thing mm -hmm. I would have wished I learned when I was younger, for sure. Mm -hmm. Just because I think it would be really cool and like a really nice way to connect with my Korean culture more. Mm -hmm. And I think it would also be cool to learn like Cantonese also, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. my dad speaks to some extent. Yeah. 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 I think that's that's something that they have mentioned to me several times. So yeah. it, it is something. That's why oh. you can't see it, obviously, because it's audio. But she's giving me, like, big eyes. <laughs> <laughs> big language. Yeah. language um, so, eyes. I mean, you said that Korean was, like, my first language. Yeah, well, mm. when they yeah. were at home before preschool, I spoke Korean to them. But then mm -hmm. when I went to preschool, I kind of just stopped because they stopped responding to me. Yeah. Like, either... Um, doing the thing that I asked them to do in Korean or they just stopped like you know they were speaking phrases but they're they just stopped so I think um, it would have been helpful at that point I think to either redouble my efforts like oh let's send you to Korean school <laughs> let's hire somebody or let's mm -hmm. like, let's see if we can like move closer to family members or something if I, if I was that intentional mm -hmm. but we didn't do that so I think um for them, their desire to still learn is pretty strong. So I think they'll probably take it up, you know? Yeah, that's one of my goals during the summer to at least like get started with learning like yeah. Korean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like yeah. I'm looking at my future right now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys talking about this because we have a really same trajectory where um, my kids learned a lot of Korean before yeah. preschool. Yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah, and then we don't live close to family there's not a huge korean american community here in oakland mm -hmm. either so it's easy to sort of lose it but yeah thanks yeah. so much for sharing and 
Sierra, I mean, your mom mentioned some things like food. Um, are there other ways in which you feel connected to your cultural background? Um, I think a lot of it came through food and just like that shared like family experience around food, like mm-hmm. during the holidays, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Christmas, mm-hmm. birthdays. Mm-hmm. And then also like visiting Korea was a really good experience. Mm-hmm. And then also visiting like Vietnam um, when we were traveling because we went to, where was it? Vietnam like a war memorial? Yeah, we went to a Vietnam War Memorial, which was... Um, Very intense. Yeah. But it was a, I think it was a really good way for me to kind of learn more about my roots and how mm-hmm. my dad um, came to America um, and all the struggles of, like, Vietnam and what happened there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to learn more about my history in general, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I'm getting the chills, like thinking about um, just how transformative it is to go to the home co- your country of your, of your yes, folks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I, I went to the Philippines. It's always the question that, you know, people ask when they meet you. They're like, oh, you're Filipino. Like, have you ever been, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I go, yes. And I think about it. And I'm like, yeah, I think it really planted the seed of curiosity and acceptance or this desire of like, oh, wow, I can really visit like the literal place that my family, like my dad grew up in, you know, the house doesn't stand, but the land is still there. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, that's right. The yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The land is there. Yeah. And, and generations. Yeah. You know, so many generations before. Well, um, we might uh, switch gears a little bit and ask, kind of circle back to um, you know, your relationship. And I know you described it as fiery. Yes. Um, but has there ever been a time when you realized how common or maybe the reverse, how unique your relationship is? Um, I think, I mean, common. I know a lot of... Um, of my friends who who do have good relationships with their moms, but I also realize that there are a lot of people who don't have a strong relationships or they don't have that kind of relationship where they enjoy spending time together. I think we talked about this before, like you can you can love someone but you don't like spending time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're really lucky that we do like spending time together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we enjoy the same activities, mm-hmm. which I know not like all like moms and daughters enjoy doing that. Um, and I think it is really unique that we enjoy spending the amount of time mm-hmm. together that we do for sure. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys like to do together? Um, we watch a lot of Korean dramas together mm-hmm. and we also like to go. Mm-hmm. We sometimes we just take like, like thrifting trips. So fun. That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like thrift shopping? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sierra yeah. goes to the one that's like... Um, um, in, is it in Concord? What is no. it? No, the one the in Savers. Pleasanton. Savers. Yeah. She's actually got the one that's called that's Savers. That's in Dublin. That one's massive. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, cool. yeah. Do you like okay. getting clothes there, Sierra? Yeah. I like oh, okay. Yeah. And then I also like showing my mom all the clothes that I get. Like doing a little She's haul. She's only been buying like used clothes online yeah. or at the thrift stores. That's kind of been like the thing. So yeah. Know, it's both yeah. a source of fun as well as like, oh, that's a really short top, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> you really going to wear that top, Sierra? So that's kind of our little 
Well, Susie, I have a question for you. What are the major ways in which your relationship with Sierra is similar or different from your relationship with your own mom? Mm. Um, you know, the thing, the first thing that comes to my mind is that um, I actually have time with Sierra because my mom was an immigrant and I would come home from school at three o'clock and then she would have just left like to mm -hmm. go to work, to work at the factory, like Sunshine Biscuits or post office oh. or at the store and like, you know, one of those convenience stores. And so she'd come home closer to like midnight and I'm in elementary school or middle school, so I'm asleep. So, yeah. so she, um, you know, basically would come home right when I fell asleep or just a couple hours after I fell asleep. And so I wouldn't see her. And the next day I would go to school, you know, 7.30 or 8 and I wouldn't see her because she'd be just getting up, you know. And so it was just I just didn't have much time with her um, mm -hmm. and the luxury of being, you know, 1.5 generation is that I just have this ability to choose a job that's more nine to five. Mm -hmm. How did that shape your experience of how you wanted to parent or be a mom to your own kids? Um, I knew I wanted to work part time. Yeah. Mm, like that was a non-negotiable like I had been working full-time and I just knew that um if I was gonna have kids I really wanted to spend time with them to really like enjoy them you know and so I just chose jobs that I felt like would give me flexibility that was like the highest value mm -hmm. flexibility. Mm -hmm. pay not the benefits just extreme flexibility so um part-time was a big one and I think I honestly think that um, I craved it. I craved that kind of time with my mom, but I just couldn't because it was not a luxury that she or you know, my dad could afford. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just was so grateful I had the luxury of being able to choose, right? Choose jobs that um, was one, super flexible, and that um, he and I, as you know, people who are educated in this country, could have jobs that could give us a little buffer and yeah. still be able to allow him to work, not, he could work mostly full time, but sometimes he could take, you know, some Fridays off. And um, I could work like whatever at the time, 28, 30 hours, and spend time with um, our son in Sierra. So that was really, that was a really unconscious choice. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and that the fact that we have a relationship that, um, you know, where we have this connection, I just realized, yeah, I don't take it for granted, honestly. Yeah. 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 Sierra, listening to your mom, is there anything that is new um, that you've heard or just reflecting on what she said? What are your thoughts? Um, I think, well, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, but I think I didn't realize to what extent um, she didn't really have a relationship with her mom. Mm. Um, so I was thinking, like, maybe, like, well, um, that, like, you wanting to spend more time with us, mm -hmm. especially when we were growing up, was just because of the time you didn't get to spend with your mom. Mm -hmm. So I think that made it, like, more special for sure. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. Hmm. Well... Is there something that you both chuckle or laugh about in, in your relationship now, even if you couldn't back then? 
<laughs> the chair throwing. Yeah, yeah, the chair throwing. We talk about that all the time. It's like a family legend. Like, <laughs> do you remember the IKEA chair? You know how far you threw it. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? How, how old was I? Right? Like, and, and, yeah, definitely old enough to study herself, get her balance <laughs> strong enough to hold the chair and throw it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you had a magic wand, this is a question for both of you. What would you change, take away, or add in your relationship? Mm. Um, you know what comes to me first is um, when they were little, um, with my son, I didn't really have to do anything but like time out and as forms of discipline. Mm -hmm. But um, Sierra was not so good about staying in her time out <laughs> zone. It's feisty. Um, so what I sometimes <laughs> had to do, I said, please, you know, please stay there. And she wouldn't. I said, if you don't, then. Yeah, I, um, used to, I used to bolt out. She used to bolt. <laughs> so I would say, okay, I'm going to count to three. I'm going to count to three, and I count to three, and she would just still be running away from that time out zone. And sometimes as I, like, ah, I don't know what to do, I would give her, like, um, they call it meme, the little, you know, little hits. I'm just doing on the wrist, and I'm, I'm going to give you two on your wrist. And she'd go, no, meme, no, meme. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's okay now, but I think maybe I wouldn't have done it. So... I maybe would not have scared my child. You know what happened though? Mm -hmm. My brother used to threaten to do that to me as punishment. There you go. So maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. And I might have actually tried um, a little bit more to get you guys to Korean school, even though you hated the idea of it. You guys both well, did not want to go. Well, at first it was okay because our cousins, but then you told me stories about how they would hang paper clips or like wood clips on your ears and stuff and yeah make you stand in front of the room yeah mean like clothespins on the yeah, air kind yeah. of thing what was the clothespin for looks like this form punishment <laughs> yeah oh, shame like a shame yeah yeah you, I, should told them. Oh. I should have told them all the times that i got donuts and candy I told them, like, oh, yeah, sometimes they put clothespins on your ear, and if you don't listen. So I should have not led with that. But mm -hmm. is this true? Do they do that? Oh, wow. Experience. Yeah, my uh -huh. experience of it. Yeah. My kindergarten was kind of like that in Korea. So that's what happened. Oh, you, went, you went to school in Korea. Yeah, mm -hmm. just a little yeah. bit of more than once. I think I got the clothespin. I'm at left here. <laughs> and how about you, Sierra? If you had a magic wand, what would you change, take away, or add to your relationship with your mom? Um, I think not necessarily like about our relationship, but something that I think both of us would have enjoyed the time I had when I was like in like elementary school, and I didn't really have to worry about um, school or college or anything like that mm -hmm. yeah just like that that bliss of like not having to worry about anything I definitely would have like enjoyed it more yeah yeah that's awesome so yeah I have this question for you mm -hmm. um what are some things you've come to appreciate your, about your mom as you've grown up um I think 
the first thing that I can really think of is like how independent she is um, and how she kind of passed that on to me, like teaching me how to do things on my own and um, making me learn how to cook <laughs> by myself um, and just teaching me all these things that will like help prepare me when I'm like in college and on my own. Um, and then I think also something that I really enjoyed was her and my dad, like both giving me that sense of like adventure mm -hmm. and that joy for like traveling, um, new experiences. And then also like the fact that she still wants to go to all these places and try all these new things, mm -hmm. even as she gets older. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, those are some things I'm thinking of for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Susie, what is your hope for Sierra as she transitions to becoming a young adult and possibly leaving the house and going to college soon? Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope she'll just continue to do what she's doing now. Just, gosh, I don't know what the word is. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say a really just um, comfortable mm -hmm. as an Asian teenager, later on as an Asian young woman, later on as an Asian woman, later on as an Asian older woman. I just yeah. really want to be comfortable in that um, space of being Asian, being female, um, because I think that's something that I had to grow into and it took a lot longer, you know? Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it's just to this generation, um, but I see a lot of kids who um, are around me just being a lot more um, sort of comfortable with their um, ethnic heritage. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the fact that they are multi-ethnic, the fact that um, they have a different story than the dominant culture would give to them. It's really, really amazing the confidence and the sense of ownership of that versus just saying, oh, this is such a fact of life, I'm Korean American. But now I'm really celebrating it. And I feel like um, Sierra's really celebrating in a way that it just took me a lot longer to get to that point. Um, so I'm happy about that. It might just be, you know, for a lot of different reasons why that's happening, but I'd love to see her just continue to just grow really comfortable um, in her identity. Um, yeah love what she's doing and hopefully it'll serve and meet the needs of others too in the midst of that mm. with love yeah yeah well thank you so much for being so vulnerable and honest and uh it's really sweet like yeah, um it's really really sweet. you want to end you want to take a moment to think about yeah, what's your I hope for relationship would be like in the next decade in the next 20 years. Oh my gosh. If you can imagine that <laughs> you'll be in your like thirties in your 20 years in 20 years. Right. Sierra, right. Sierra, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. yeah. 30, 30, 37. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna... mm -hmm. Yeah. 37. I hope we'll both grow into um, being more comfortable using our voice as Asian women. Mm hmm. Yeah because of all the rotten things that are happening to people of color, just the systemic stuff that is just like, makes me heart sick. Um, but also just like at the personal level too. Yeah, so I think both of us just learning and 
learning how to use both, right? As mm -hmm. um, our actions as well as our voice, mm -hmm. um, both like at the bigger level, at the systemic level, as well as personally, um, when things are obviously not okay. Um, yeah. To do so. I don't know. That's kind of actually what comes to mind. Maybe in view of this whole past year of a lot of stuff happening, it's literally. I know. And oh, I'll tell you this. I've always told um, my kids that it's not like you owe me anything, but I want at least four <laughs> grandchildren. Ooh, like total or like from each? Each. Each. <laughs> Two each would be Two ideal. Each. Yeah. Four at the minimum. I mean, I can't make it happen. I'm just saying that ideally yeah. it'll be a minimum of four. So, you know, I'll wait, but. <laughs> It would be nice. <laughs> but no yes. But no Your mom would be like an awesome grandma. Oh my gosh. The best. <laughs> she won't use the amendment anymore. She, she, she realized that. Your brother, on the other hand... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to use it for your brother. When your brother has kids, I'm going to be like, okay. <laughs> well, how about we close about, um, you know, sometimes we do this funny segment at the end of our show. We just ask um, just fun questions. And our question for you tonight is, what is your favorite quote unquote Asian mom saying? <laughs> Sarah usually has a lot to say, so I'm going to put her on the spot. Oh, me, oh gosh. The first one I think of is like, dr like dry your hair or wear a jacket, you'll catch a cold. <laughs> like, as, as if like that's how you catch a cold. It's like, <laughs> my mom still says things like that to me. Oh, <laughs> oh still? Yeah. 70 degrees. She'll, <laughs> she'll wear a jacket because I'll catch a cold. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's awesome. My mom always says to me, are you hungry? What did you eat for dinner? And like, she really wants to know, like, really, what did you eat? I I'm like, oh, that's kind of odd. Why, why does she like want it? And she always asks me, are you maxing out your 401k? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know if you know what that means, Sierra, but yeah, it's really okay. It's like every time, uh, you know, did you max it out for this year? I think um, it's both of them are sweet. She wants to know if I'm being fed and if I'm going to be financially stable when I retire. So I take it as all, all love, like the very practical and warm warmth that, you know, like Asian moms, you know, give off. Necessities. Yes. Your your mom texted me today. My Cheryl. mom? Why did she say did you max out your 401k? <laughs> she knows you work for the government, Sarah. Make sure Cheryl maxes out her 401k. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's building a rapport with me and then she'll ask me if I've maxed out my 401k. Everything builds up to that moment. <laughs> Do you guys have any sayings either that you say, um, Susie, or your mom has said to you? I don't know. Yeah. I have a lot of sayings for my dad. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think he's the one. He's the okay. One just, just throw it out. Um, his favorite one recently is, well, he's been saying this since the day I was born, but 
everything in moderation. That's a classic. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's very practical. <laughs> very much a pragmatist. <laughs> he also likes to, when he wants to give us like a, a life lesson, he calls it the doctrine. Yeah. The doctrine of fill in the blank. Of fill in the blank. The, yeah. It could even be like the doctrine of bread baking. Yeah. He just makes stuff up. Yeah. How funny. Yeah. What else yeah. did he say? Um, you don't have as many sayings. Maybe you should come up with one. Yeah. I don't really have things like that. Yeah. Um, if you had to come up with one, Susie, then what would it be? Because we could start a new. <laughs> you, you, you know. Start it right here. Right yes, here. right here. <laughs> Um, it would be exactly probably what I said at the top of the yeah. um, the hour I was gonna say, but at the beginning of the show. Ooh, that crop top is a little short. <laughs> <laughs> I really should get a t shirt that says that because I have such Yes, a that's a good one. Uh-huh. Ooh. I should it should say ooh in the front. <laughs> and the back should say that crop top is a little short. <laughs> and it'll be like, love mom. <laughs> it would go without saying who it's from. <laughs> yes, I would say, yeah, that was, that's definitely um, an Asian mom and dad saying like mm -hmm. when I had my prom dress I remember my dad like making me jump up and down and um bend over to make sure and like make sure like it was like it was like a midi length they would call it like a midi length and I'm like dude I'm all covered up but but still you still want me to do that <laughs> like they're inspecting oh, you from all angles. yes making sure I'm oh, I'm decent God. you know yeah yeah, yeah. And there's something about that. Represent us. I mean, we kind of do say something like that. Represent us well. Honor you know? the yeah. Family. Honor the family. Yeah. Oh, we that's good. Variations on that. Yeah. Yeah. Represent us well. Honor the family. Yeah. Different times, different situations, but we've definitely gotten that word in. Okay. <laughs> I feel like at the end of this episode, I need to create that hashtag, um, or you need to create that hashtag of, ooh, that's a little, that, what is it again? <laughs> That crop top is a little <laughs> Okay, we really got it. You really got it. That's going to trend. Watch. <laughs> My gosh. Seriously, what mom of this generation has not said that to their teenage daughter? I cannot be the only one. I, I refuse to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Some iteration of that. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun, you guys. I did. Yeah. What a rich yeah. and sweet time. Yeah. yeah. So much fun. Okay. Well, uh, anytime you want to um, uh, share an update, uh, please do. Just text us and you're on. We'll give you another episode. Yeah. Okay. Take care and don't forget to call your mom. <laughs>